The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Rapid Sales Accelerator. If you're ready to skyrocket your sales by 30% or more in just 90 days, then you need to claim your free training right now. You'll learn four words that will compel your prospects to trust you like they were children within the first three to five minutes of any conversation across any platform and any medium. You'll learn how to give your prospects objection amnesia to crush objections like I need to talk to my spouse or I need more time to think it over or it's too expensive. And finally, you'll get a free recorded audio training that will install unbelievable attitudes for success and wipe out any limiting beliefs. So if you'd like to claim your free training now, go to www.paulrossbook.com. Do it before your competition does it now. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back to the Influencer's Edge. Today, our guest is Tim, and Tim, I'm going to botch your last name, Roarer, is that right? I said Roarer. Roarer. As long as you got like a lot of R's in it, it's perfectly fine. Okay, and you're you're a fellow San Diegan. That's right, yeah, I live in San San Diego. Diego. You're in San Diego. We don't want to disclose our location because (laughs) who knows who's watching this. So I always have biographies briefly on here. I power through them. I almost never read through them because there's always something interesting contained in there that will spark a conversation. And you've got some other things, my man, that I want to talk to you about. I took notes here on you in my journal love it so i did so i did my homework so let's get to your short bio for more than 25 years tim jm i want to ask you would probably james michael uh has been leading sales teams to record numbers it's all because a mentor took an interest in him during early stages of career hmm true now, is this mentor's identity going to be kept a secret or does it not matter? Or? No, it does matter. His name is Dick Harlow and he is uh, living and working in North Carolina for a small broadcast company there. He has been in radio advertising his entire life. And that's that's when I met him, you know, when I first started in radio advertising in Charlotte back in 1990. And he was so influential to my sales career that I thought the best way to thank him would be to write a book about him and um, let everybody, let the whole world know how how great he really is. Well, let's dive into some, before we even go through the biography, I told, for those of you watching, listening, I told Tim before the show, the same pre-talk I give everybody, grim and talk, that this is not a conventional podcast. If something catches my eye that's interesting, we'll dive into that. Let me ask you this question. What, in your mind, is the distinction between a mentor and a coach? That's question one. Yeah. And two, when you have a mentor, you have to provide value back of some kind. What value did you provide for him other than him having the joy of training you? 
teaching them. <laughs> well, I think that there's very little difference between a mentor and a coach. I really find that those two expressions are interchangeable. I think if you wanted to get particular about it, you could say that a coach is a person who doesn't always uh, choose his students. You know, sometimes if you're a sports coach, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. Um, you don't always get to pick everybody on your team necessarily, right? And so you still have to coach those people. But honestly, a, a mentor is a coach. I just think that we tend to think of a mentor as being a person in the business world and a coach being a person in the athletic world. But honestly, uh, I feel like the terms are interchangeable. Okay. Sometimes I come up with, I think it'll be a firework and it just falls right back on the ground. Uh, <laughs> Tim is now paying it back by telling, excuse me, telling the stories that taught him those lessons so right. today yes i'm gonna, I'm gonna tell some stories today right and i do but what's the title of your book sir title of my book is sales lessons of the world's greatest mentor let's dive into something you talk about write your own kayak i want to know what that means because i in my notes that i took on you uh -huh. I, I, that really caught my attention what do you mean by write your own kayak excuse me i yeah, sure. Well, I'll tell you that I was in a sophomore slump and I was looking for Dick to help me out of it, you know, and I was doing my usual sending him messages and leaving leaving him written notes on his door saying, Dick, I, I need to talk to you. And, you know, things are not going well for me. I'm, I'm presenting, but I'm not closing. I, I need help. And Dick was mostly ignoring me. Not that he intended to ignore me, but He's a very busy person. He's the general manager of the radio station. He wasn't the sales manager, right? He just took a liking to me when he first got there. And I had begun to over rely on my relationship with Dick to help me sell advertising. I should have been spending more time with the sales manager, but Dick was like my personal sales manager. So one day I'm walking up the steps to the radio station. He's walking down the steps with another salesperson. And he says, Timmy, I know you've been trying to get a hold of me. And I said, yeah, yeah. And you've, you know, been ignoring me. And he, <laughs> said, no, I, he said, it's it's not that. It's just that. And I said, you know, whatever. I'm just, you know, and I was being very insolent and extraordinarily uh, rude. And, <laughs> and, and he, he looked like he wanted to you know, say something about it, but then he just kind of, Gave it one of these. He says, hey, Tommy, why don't you go pull the car around and I'll talk to Timmy here for a minute. And he says, look, I have got the whole radio station to run. I am not ignoring you. You know, I want to be there for you, but I have to help the programming people and I have to help the marketing people and I have to work with the sales managers. And he says, so it's a lot. And so if I haven't been there for you, you know, I understand that it's frustrating. He says, but I, I need to tell you something. And I said, okay, what? He said, did you watch the Olympics this summer? So this was the summer of 1992. And I said, sure, yeah. He said, did you watch the kayaking event? I guess so, sure. What's the point? The point is that they built this concrete river with man-made boulders. And then they, then they sent hundreds of thousands of gallons of water shooting down this fake river to create rapids and turmoil and 
trouble. And then they send these guys in these little boats called kayaks. And they say, you've got to go through a slalom course. And then you get to a certain point, you got to turn around, you got to go upstream and you got to go back through the slalom course. And they, during this race, he says, people are on the sidelines. You know, obviously they're pretty far away. And even the referees are on the sidelines or not on the field of play because you can't get in there, right? Because there's it's too much. And he says, while you're watching, a guy will flip upside down and go floating down river, probably banging his head on rocks. Luckily they wear helmets. He says, and while you're certain that somebody's going to die during this event and you're watching horrified while this kayaker is upside down, suddenly they pop right side up and they start paddling back upstream and they get back on course and, and they complete the event. He said, because kayaking is a solo sports event. You have to learn how to write your own kayak. He said, and sales is like that too. While there are resources for you, and I'm one of them, ultimately it's an individual sport, Timmy. And if you're going to be successful at this, you've got to learn how to write your own kayak. And with that, he jumped in the car with Tommy Glover and headed um, off to make sales calls with somebody else. Ah, and did he ever, obviously you got in touch. What was the next contact? Obviously you did get in touch with him because he became your mentor. So what? Well, he, he, he was my he mentor. Was, he was my mentor during that time. You right? know, how did he, how did you finally get a hold of him again? He pinged you or what happened? Well, he, you know, he eventually had to come back to his office and, and, you know, there I was stalking him, but uh, it changed our relationship because what a mentor needs a student to do is to learn how to solve their own problems, right? A mentor is not an assistant. A mentor yeah. is a teacher. And what he was trying to teach me to do was solve my own problems, write my own kayak, you know, because eventually there's going to be a time when your mentor is no longer there for you, you know? And for me and Dick, we, we were together for three years, but I had a 20 year career in radio advertising and I had Dick's voice in my head for the next 17 years for all the things he taught me. So that was, that was one of the best and greatest lessons. And Great lesson. You know, what I did with it was I said, okay, I've got to learn how to get myself out of my own sales slump. So I went to the library and I got Brian Tracy's book, The Psychology of Selling. Right. And then I started dedicating myself to reading a book a month on sales. And, you know, I, I taught myself. And um, that's what salespeople have to do. It's an individual sport. I will push back a little bit if I can, because I do push back on guests. I think ultimately any kind of teaching is self-learning. I got you there. I agree. But I know I have found so many different great resources that have changed my whole idea of what selling means to me. Completely changed it. I need to pause for the recording for one second. I apologize. All right. Sorry about that. I was going to say that I have also discovered resources like Brian Tracy, and I've discovered all sorts of books and courses have been a great help to me. I agree that ultimately it's a self-taught stuff, but on the other hand, you need to find great resources to learn from. Ultimately, it's your responsibility to absorb them, but I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I also think you have to constantly have your eye on it. And you brought up that point yourself that you dedicated yourself to reading a book a month. Let's yep. dive a little bit more into the lessons in your book. So sure. share another lesson or two that you think 
would be most impactful in the time that we have together? Well, the very first lesson that Dick taught me was that presentation is everything. And I think that that still rings true today. You know, he showed up in our conference room for a sales meeting with some some stuff in a bag. You know, we couldn't quite see what was in the bag. And he handed a big pen to the left. He gave it to Cheryl, the sales manager, and said, I want you to sign your name with this big pen. And it went around the room and everybody signed their name on a piece of paper. And he says to Nancy, how much does a pen like this cost? And Nancy says, well, I think you can get a 10 pack of those for, you know, 10 bucks down at the CVS. And he says, yeah, that's about right. And uh, the pen came back around and then he pulls out a pen from, from a silken coffin is the way I like to describe it. He, he opens it up. Right. And it's this gorgeous Mont Blanc pen. It's like, whoa, it's gleaming. <laughs> It like takes it out and it's got this gold tip and this beautiful black lacquered finish. And he, and he opens it up, you know, and it's, it's one of their ballpoint pens. And he says, I'm going to ask you to sign your name with this pen. And he handed it to Cheryl and it went around the room and everybody signed underneath where they had signed with the big pen. And he says, Timmy, what do you notice about those, those signatures? And um, I didn't want to be wrong you know, but I'm looking at my signature with the big pen and the Mont Blanc. And I'm like, well, they, they look very similar. And he says, yes. He says, they're very similar. He says, the big pen costs a dollar and this Mont Blanc costs a hundred dollars. He says, what's the difference between a $1 pen and a hundred dollar pen? $99. <laughs> it wasn't a math quiz. So he says, I'll tell you the difference. He says, look at this pen. It comes with its own silk coffin, you know, wall. And, it, and here's the instructions for the pen. There are instructions for the pen. It's written in seven languages, including Mandarin Chinese. He said, he says, the pen is gorgeous. It's it's got this hand lacquered finish, you know, and it comes with a story. They they don't just send you the instructions on how to use the pen, but they tell you a backstory about how Mont Blanc pens are built. And he says, if you carry one of these pens in your pocket, you're making a statement about yourself and so about true. your business, right? And, so true. Know, and how serious you are about, you know, being present and, you know, providing the very best and participating in a certain, like when you choose brands, you're saying something about yourself. So true. And he says, so the difference between a $1 pen and a $100 pen is not in the ink or the way it looks on the paper. It's about the presentation and what it says about you. So, so he says, from now on, whenever we sign our contracts, I want you to be signing them with a Mont Blanc pen. And he then pulls out eight Mont Blanc pens and passes them around to the sales team. And we were all like, oh my God, we just got this tremendous gift. And what was so cool about the lesson was Dick taught us the lesson that presentation is everything, but he taught us the lesson while he was proving the point yes. that presentation is everything. Yes, that's a great teacher. That's a yeah. math teacher. It was very cool. Yeah, so I love that. I agree. This is a great lesson. I, When I speak and train, I have three crazy colored suits. One is purple, <laughs> one is royal blue, and one is fuchsia. My nephew is a clothier. And he said, Uncle Paul, your clothes tell a story about you. You need to tell a different story that you're a little bit wacky and you're a little bit eccentric and you're out there and you're a colorful character. 
So we're right. The, you're a colorful character because your presentation, I, your presentation I, is everything. It creates a brand around you. I agree 100%. Give us another lesson. We, we, we're running short on time. We only go about 20 minutes. So give us another good lesson in the short time we have that people need to really carry with them that comes from the. What's the title of the book again, sir? Because I know people are going to want to run out. Yeah, it's called Sales Lessons of the World's Greatest Mentor. There's a uh, the cover of the book is back there on, see it. on my mantle. Um, the book that you will receive if you buy from Amazon is not that actual size. That is a poster size. This is the actual size of the book. If you want to learn more about me, timjmroarer.com is my website. Uh, but another lesson in the book. So uh, I, I, was, I was not selling very well after the first initial success I had at the radio station because then I had to do my own prospecting. Uh, and I had a lot of meetings, but I wasn't closing them. And so I was telling Dick about my pipeline. And he says, why don't we go out together and we'll make some sales calls? And I said, that would be great. So we jump into his brand new BMW 5 Series and we head south out of Charlotte into Rock Hill, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, where there was a marina that I wanted to call on. It was a guy who sold boats, right? And he sold all the popular family boats like Bayliners and Mastercraft and no, uh, Sea Ray, you know, those kinds of things. And uh, I told Dick on the way down there, I said, listen, uh, this guy's name is Brian. He's not a talker. He's a big guy wears a flannel shirt and jeans and boots, you know, and um, he's a quiet guy. So I just want you to be aware he's, you know, probably going to give you yes or no answers to a lot of our questions. And Dick says, okay, that's fine. So we get there and we're waiting uh, in the lobby uh, for Paul, for uh, Brian to come out and Dick is looking at the boats and I'm sitting there uh, twiddling my thumbs and Brian comes out and he says, hey, guys, you know, good to meet you. Why don't you come back to my office? And I was like two steps towards Brian's office when Dick says, hey, Brian, can I ask you a question about this boat? And Brian's like, yeah, sure. And Dick says, this is a this is a Bayliner. Is this a, a popular boat? And I was like, come on, Dick. Geez, I could have told you everything there is to know about the Bayliners and Sea Rays and Mastercrafts. I have like read every piece of material in Brian's lobby about these boats. And I, and I, I was an expert on these boats. I could have like saved you the trouble here. If you had just asked on the way down here, I thought it was a stupid question, frankly, but Brian, you know, he didn't, he didn't think this was a stupid question. He's like, Oh, Bayliner Dick, these boats are so popular, you could walk across the lake on Bayliners. These are the perfect boat. <laughs> the perfect boat for a family. Like if you've got a wife and a couple of kids and you want to go out and you want to have a nice time on the lake, you know, the Bayliner is the boat for you. It has got great amenities without being over the top. It's affordable. It's powerful without being stupid. It's fantastic. And Dick's like, huh. What kind of people would would buy this boat? 
oh, well, it's just your, it's your people who make enough money where they feel like they can spend a little bit on some toys, but they're not rich people. These are just ordinary folks who have a little bit extra, you know, they already have a house and a car and now they're thinking that they want to entertain their kids and they want to stay close to home. And so a boat on the lake that those, that's the kind of people. And Dick's like, Oh, that's really cool. And, um, Brian says, why don't you come back to my office and, you know, we'll talk some more about uh, the, the other boats that we sell. And Dick's like, yeah, I'm very interested in these boats. And so we get to the office and Brian's like, like gabbing. He's like, he's like the, the, the housewives of Beverly Hills. He's so talkative. I, I don't know. I've like never seen anything like it. And um, he says to Dick, you know, Tim's done a really great job of telling me about the radio station and we would love to spend about $5,000 in the month of May, as long as we could get it co-op through Bayliner. Do you think you could help us with that? And Dick says, sure, we got, we got a co-op department that can figure that all out for you. It's no problem. And so we leave there and I'm like, that was amazing. And Dick said, no, it wasn't. You've been talking about our product and our radio station and what we do and what prospects want to talk about is their product and what they do. He says, you just need to shift it a little bit, Tim. He says, look, you got us an appointment in there. That guy likes you. He likes our radio station. He said, you've been doing a great job explaining the radio station, but you haven't connected the dots. You have to talk to them about what it is that they're excited about, what they're interested in. And that's, that's their business. Makes sense to me. Tim, thank you. I know people are going to want to stay in the conversation with you. So in addition yeah. to getting the book, Hold up that book again so they can see it. There it is. And they can get that on Amazon, I'm assuming. And everything's yes. on Amazon. I actually loaned that schmuck, um, Jeff Bezos, $1,000 for a silly company. He, yeah. he he promised to pay me back. He never did. So, Jeff, I'm coming after you. That guy. Wow. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other way they can stay in the conversation with you? Website. Yeah, they, sure. Just go to my website, timjmroar.com and drop me a line. I've got some really cool things on there. I got some free downloads, some white papers I've written that can help people. And I've got a fun thing called the five minute mentor that I started. That's a, a video, short form video presentation. So lots of good things. Fantastic. Stay on for a minute after we conclude the show. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you the next time on The Influencer's Edge. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Rapid Sales Accelerator. If you're ready to skyrocket your sales by 30% or more in just 90 days, then you need to claim your free training right now. You'll learn four words that will compel your prospects to trust you like they were children within the first three to five minutes of any conversation across any platform and any medium. You'll learn how to give your prospects objection amnesia to crush objections like I need to talk to my spouse or I need more time to think it over or it's too expensive. And finally, you'll get a free recorded audio training that will install unbelievable attitudes for success and wipe out any limiting beliefs. So if you'd like to claim your free training now, go to www.paulrossbook.com. Do it before your competition does it now. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, tools, and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack of sales, influence, and persuasion. 
Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on The Influencers Edge Show. Oh,